Have you ever been tempted to give up or check out in your walk with God? Have you been at a place in life's journey where you felt overwhelmed and overshadowed by life's obstacles, setbacks, or heartaches? It could be you are at such a place right now, a place where you are hungering for hope. If so, then Hope Along the Journey podcast is a ministry of encouragement created specifically with you and others just like you in mind. And now, here is your host, Mark Cravens, to share a word of encouragement with you today. Thank you for listening to today's Hope Along the Journey podcast. Hi, I'm Mark Cravens, your podcast host, and it's a joy to welcome you to what I think is going to be a very exciting podcast interview today. I have by way of Zoom all the way down in Louisiana. Man, that's a long way away, isn't it? You guys don't get snow down there either, do you? Not much. We did last (laughs) year, and people were just dying. Yeah. (laughs) Esther, we are Panna Baker. We are so delighted to have you today. Welcome to Hope Along the Journey podcast. Thank you, Mark. It's such an honor to be here. And if people only knew how what a challenge it was to get this thing finally going, they would even appreciate <laughs> appreciate it even more, wouldn't they? So they would. All right. Well, I'm just so honored to have you on the podcast today. And Esther and her husband are friends of mine. I've known them for several years, but it's just a joy to have her with us today. For those of you who don't know who Esther is, she is uh, an author. She's been a pastor's wife for 16 years in her journey. She's also been the mother of four beautiful children, three of which are grown adults. We're not getting that old, are we? I'm afraid so. I'm afraid so. (laughs) One teenager left in the nest. Uh, When she isn't writing, she says that you can find her tending her flowers, cooking a meal, teaching choir, tutoring, or teaching a writing class. She owns and manages properties and oversees her daughter's last few years of school. Man, you're yes. just kind of you're just kind of the Wonder Woman, aren't you? You kind of do uh, it all, right? The the mother, yes, the mother. That's why Mother's Day is so important. All the flowers and chocolates, bring them on. Bring them on, yeah. For all the things, moms are amazing. They they really are. Uh, all the things. One of the things I love that you have it in your bio that I that I borrowed offline is that your guilty pleasure is drinking Ethiopian coffee and eating yes. chocolate cream pie with a golden flaky crust. Yes. Yes. There's a secret to that crust, Mark. I promise. (laughs) You know, we got to find a way to send that somehow, you know, if you could get an Amazon prime to me, that would be just wonderful. Yeah. It's coming right up. Yeah. I I told you I was going to ask you this and that is that normally I ask people like, what is the little known fact about Esther, that nobody, that probably a lot of people don't know. Is there some little known fact or story? There really is, Mark, and and you've asked me that. I haven't had this question for a really long time, Um, but I would have to say that the little known fact is that three years old was my first time that I drove a car, and um, (laughs) without driver's ed or anything, it's back in the day, the the old time Oldsmobiles, you know, the big Oldsmobile, and my mom had gone inside to help my dad with repairing some plumbing for a friend. And she had left me in the car um, back in the day, you know, when you could do that and it was fine. Mm-hmm. 
for, for five seconds. And I apparently was pretending like I was driving and put, put it into neutral. And the car started rolling down this incline and went pretty far down an incline and, and crashed into the front of, a, of another house down at the bottom of the hill. I was petrified. It was before the days of seatbelts and all that stuff. Oh um, but I, I remember crawling to like the, the baseboard of the car, you know, underneath before mm-hmm. we actually hit. And I was fine. But yeah, that would be the little known fact about me that I was driving at three years old. <laughs> Have you, has, are your driving skills any better? I hope maybe they've My- improved a little. Yes, I like to say that I am a very um, aggressive driver, but uh, my driving skills are fine. I've, I have not really, I have not, I've only gotten one ticket in my life, and that was for failing to stop at a stop sign. So, um, yeah, my, my driving skills are very on point. Well, good for you. Well, let's move, <laughs> let's move from driving skills to writing skills, because I yes. want to talk about your book. I'm, I'm so excited about this book that just came out, was it March or May of 2021? When was it? it yes, it out? was. It was well, you know, the printing process and everything. And by the time it was actually launched, mm-hmm. I was able to have a launch party in August of 21. That's great. And the title of the book is No Thing, Leveraging right. Your Nothing by Leaping Into God's Everything. Yes. Wow. Yeah. There, now, there's just so much I want to try to unpackage here in the next few minutes with you. So, first of all, tell us what is the passion and the vision behind you taking pen in hand or sitting down to the keyboard and writing this book? Mark, it, it's really been a God thing, and I know everybody that authors a book, you know, a faith-based book, says that it's a God thing, but um, this was not to be a book. It, it didn't start out. I didn't say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm dying to write a book. This started as journal entries. And there's something to say about being faithful in your walk with God every day. And um, I was faithful to write journal entries. And this topic kept coming up, nothing, nothing is impossible with God. Um, nothing can separate you from the love of God. And so this word kept coming up repeatedly, repeatedly, and I would write in my journal entries. And then I would have a friend um, call me or message me and, and, and be talking about something going on in their life. And I'll say, hey, do you mind if I send you something from my journal? And um, it started to minister and to bless people. And then one afternoon we had company over and I was talking to one of the couples and, and my husband said, hey, read them something from your book. And this was the first <laughs> time that the word book came out. And, uh-huh. and I really... I really wanted to kick them, you know, but there was no table. We were sitting in the living room. (laughs) And um, so that's, that's kind of the springboard for this really after the process of, Mm -hmm. I would say two years of writing in a journal and the thoughts that God had given to me. And so um, that's when my friend a month after that said, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to pay for us to go to She Speaks, which is a Lisa Turkhurst conference. Mm -hmm. And she said, I want you to write a book proposal. We're going. And so I'm immediately Googling how to write a book proposal. And um, so that was my journey. That's how it all began was to be, I was being faithful to what God had laid on my heart. And um, little by little, I just walked through all the doors that God opened for me and never dreaming, Mark, that I would be on a podcast like yours, Hope Along the Journey. Um, but, it, but it has been a journey. And I, I feel like all of us have a journey and it's doing every day what God asks of us to do. And we never know where yesterday is going to take us tomorrow. 
That's beautiful. And and I I love the fact that you picked up on that word, the journey, because one of the things I know in my life, and for many people, it's not like today is despair and tomorrow is hope. Oftentimes, right. it is a journey that we have to make to go from feelings of like we're stuck or, right. you know, that there's not really where is that purpose and meaning in life that just seems to always evade me, to finding ourselves discovering God's hope for all of us. Yes. Well, and that's part of the title of my book. Um, It it went from nothing to no dot thing. And I was standing out in a Mm -hmm. field one day helping a friend and I was talking to her and she said, what what do you mean about nothing? And I said, well, you know, the nose and the weights. And so sometimes we're in a period mm-hmm. that's not, maybe doesn't look, it, it may look like a no, right? But then there's other mm-hmm. seasons of life right. that are just like a big period or a big dark blob that says, this is the end. This is the mm-hmm. end of your story. You've messed up. You've come to this point in your life that this is the end for you. And God mm-hmm. says, oh no, I'm still doing a thing. And you may not that's see right. the thing that I'm doing right now, but your nothing will bring you to the thing that I'm preparing for you. And I think Satan jumps on board with mm-hmm. our mindset a lot of times and says, oh, this is the end for you, or this is yes. a nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're stuck. You're stuck where you are. But God says, no, I am doing something and nothing is impossible with me. I, I love that because, again, as we understand in English, that period does represent like the end of a sentence. Right, right. And, and now it makes sense to me because I was going to ask you about mm-hmm. that no period thing that's in the title. Mm-hmm. But, right. And that makes sense because I've been there. I think many of us can share how we were there. And yet God took us beyond that time where it looked like there was not going to be a bright tomorrow or more right. to come. Um, how is it that sometimes, though, God uses some of that past? to? Because I believe God redeems everything, not just the good stuff, but even some of the bad stuff. Do you? How, how do you think that works in our life? And have you seen some of that in your own life? I, I've seen that, and I talk about catapulting the barriers that keep you from reaching your mm-hmm. potential. And in, in a book writing, in the story form, you know, to start another chapter, to start another section, you have to have an ending to the first section. And a lot of times we want to negate the negative things that have happened in our lives and move mm-hmm. on to another chapter. But I truly believe God uses those negative things as well as the positive things, but especially mm-hmm. the negative things in our lives to make us a better person. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that Joseph had, you know, he had a dream, right? Mm-hmm. And right. he thought life right. was going to go a certain way in his life, but yet it took a turn when his coat was stripped off of him. And I think mm-hmm. we get stuck in those, those seasons of feeling stripped, stagnant, mm-hmm. stuck. But Joseph literally had his coat stripped off of him, not only once, but twice. The first time represented his his place and his family, and he was sent to a foreign country, and his dream looked nothing like he thought his dream would look. And so he tried to pick himself up by the bootstraps and work his mm-hmm. way up, and he earned a second coat. You know, he earned that, 
but it was stripped off of Mm -hmm. him again. And that represented his character. And I believe when we have things stripped off of us, Mark, that we get our eyes back on focus to where God wants us. And it's nothing, nothing Mm -hmm. between our souls Mm -hmm. and the Savior. And I feel like when life goes a different way than what we had dreamed or imagined it, that we do get our eyes back on God and focused on him. And and we say, okay, God, where do you want to take us? And this nothing, I can leverage it by leaping into your everything. And um, I think we all went through that during the pandemic. Where we had things Mm -hmm. taken away from us, we all went to a place of nothing, nothing on the calendars, Mm -hmm. (laughs) nothing on the schedule. Um, We all relate to that nothing. And um, it it had us look to a place of what really matters. That's right. What really, what really matters in my life. And that is not fame, not fortune, not fashion. But it is friends. It was family. It was our faith that really mattered to us. And I believe when we go through situations that look like a nothing, God leverages it. And we refocus and recenter on him. And it gives us hope. That's beautiful because I, 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 I often think that we look at those, those downtimes in our lives or those times when it seems like the dream didn't happen. Right. Like, like Joseph, you know, right. I'm sure he wondered often, like, was that just bad pizza I ate the night before I had that dream? Or was yes. that really a God thing? <laughs> exactly. And, and this is the part that was deleted from my book that God told me, he said, Esther, when you go to speak, this is what you're going to say. You're going to say these truths. And, and it wasn't deleted because it wasn't truth. It just didn't flow with the message of the story. But, mm-hmm. um, You know, what if Joseph, when he was sitting in that prison, what if he would not have told the the baker and the butler the dream? What if he would not interpreted their dream? What if he would have pretended, I don't know anything about dreams. Look at my dream. It didn't come true. And, but he didn't, he didn't sulk in self-pity. And I think a lot of times when we do go through difficult times, we say, well, you know, God, was that really a gift that you gave me? Was that really a dream? And we start to question it. But I'm glad Joseph didn't question his ability and his confidence mm-hmm. in a dream telling God. But he went ahead and he said, tell mm-hmm. me the dream. And right. that was the beginning of him um, leveraging, you know, upward. But he let God use that nothing. And he he insisted on helping others when his dream hadn't been fulfilled. And I think the temptation for us is when we go through hard times, um, to, to sit in self-pity and think, well, and to self-doubt right. mm-hmm. and self-doubt and to doubt our God. And instead, um, we should do like Joseph did. And he said, you know, God's are, God gives dreams to people. Mm-hmm. And he said, mm-hmm. tell me the dream. I will help you with your dream. Mm-hmm. And then that's when God began to reveal his dream to him when it looked nothing like he thought it was going to look. But God did work everything out and he worked evil for good. And I feel like that's where we can reframe our hurt. We all go through hurt, Mark. It's beautiful. Um, you know, our story of hurt is, is a long story starting with ministry. And our daughter um, had a brain tumor and we spiraled out of the ministry because of our finances. And my life looked nothing the way I thought it was going to look. But God said, let me leverage for nothing and I will build something beautiful. And I think we're afraid of that um, when things don't look the way we thought they would look. We get afraid of that. And our friends, 
they, they get afraid of that. And sometimes they can shun us because they think, well, look at what happened to them in the past. And, and sometimes you, shunning goes along with that. Right. Um, but mm-hmm. we keep our eyes on Jesus and we're stripped of, into right. nothing. And mm-hmm. he leverages it into his something. Yeah. I think as you're speaking, I think about Paul who said about the gift of the thorn and his flesh, mm-hmm. the thing he wished, that irritating thing he prayed three times would not be in his life, that messenger of Satan to beat him up. And yet he says he glories in it because in his weakness, he is made strong. Because And he realizes that there's a gift even in the painful things that, like you said, God wants us to enable us to reframe them, to see that there's something in they, even in that pain that we can learn from and we can use for God's glory. Right. Well, we all want meaningful living. Absolutely. And I think I think people grasp for things. And that was another thing with the, the nothing. Mm-hmm. We grasp for more titles. We grasp for more accolades. We grasp at things to make to make meaningful living. When God is saying, why don't you strip down to nothing and only my presence and my glory and let mm-hmm. me see what I can work through your life. Mm-hmm. And um you know, our calling and appointment has to overcome our confusion and disappointment. And I think when life goes a, another way, um, there's a lot of confusion and there's disappointment mm-hmm. that goes with that. But we always have to revert back to what has God called yes. me to do mm-hmm. and um, what has he appointed me to do? Mm-hmm. And that is to share the gospel of Christ Jesus. Yeah. I want you to share that quote again, that quote you just made at the beginning of that statement. Would you say that again? I think that was a powerful quote that you made. Nothing requires me to separate my feelings from the facts. It's a sticky situation. Calling an appointment must overcome confusion and disappointment. That's powerful. Yes. And oftentimes, as I've talked to people and even in my own life, that we kind of, when we have that hit the wall and crash and burn, right? we kind of feel like the appointment maybe is over. We yes. kind of, or we, we think that, well, maybe we got it now. Well, that was plan A. I guess now I have to do plan B or plan C. But if God is all knowing and sovereign, there is no plan B or plan C in our lives. Right. Well, and going back to Joseph's story, you know, he probably thought it was all over. And when he ended up in a foreign country, couldn't speak the language and his ministry looked like a jail ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but, that, but that's yeah. where God had planned for him. Right, I know when we right. spiraled um, in our ministry spiral because of our finances and, and mm-hmm. all that happened to us, I landed in a place that um, felt real, really insignificant. No mm-hmm. longer was I the pastor's wife helping people. Um, but yet in, in the neighborhood that we actually ended up, that's where God wanted me to minister. And uh, it took me a while to tear down the walls of my own paradigm and my own mindset of X, Y, Z. God has to work in a certain box. I found out that God was much bigger than my box. And he wanted to work outside Mm -hmm. of my box. And he works in the now, the now of my today. And Mark, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times we look at, well, tomorrow will be a better day. When I get this in line, when this all falls in place, but 
life doesn't usually fall in place for us. Mm -hmm. And what has God created in my day for me to do today? And that included taking a chocolate pie to my neighbor across the street in this neighborhood that I had nothing, I had nothing in common with this woman. She lived an alternate lifestyle. She would go out at night and come home early. And she lived nothing like I, as a pastor's wife, had Mm -hmm. lived for all those Mm -hmm. years. Yet, God had me in that neighborhood at that particular time to minister to this woman and to share the love of Jesus with her. Had I had been in my own box, mm-hmm. you know, back in my comfortable setting, but God got me out of the comfortable and into the uncomfortable. And that's where mm-hmm. he wanted my light to shine. Had I have looked for a better day, a better life, where I had been, God would have never led me there. And I, I, I appreciate being stripped. <laughs> to nothing. I could have been become stagnant. I really could have. And I think that's right, the, right. that's the danger of when we are taken out of our known paradigm, our known mm-hmm. world, mm-hmm. wherever that might be, whether that's in our denomination, whether that's in our family setting, whether that's in our, our community, wherever that might be, that comfortable spot, when God takes mm-hmm. us out of that, may, it might be a good job that you've lost. Um, when you're out of that comfortable spot in a kind of a state of what do I do now? That's when God wants to leverage his everything through us mm-hmm. when we are stripped to nothing, <laughs> because nothing is literally impossible with God. He's right. doing something. That's right. In our weakness, we are made strong. And sometimes God has to get us to that point of weakness to realize that it's his strength that's going to make all the difference in our lives. Right. So, well, my book is broken into four different sections. The first section is reality, mm-hmm. um, reality, security, identity, and maturity. But like when the rug is drug, drug out from under you, it shakes up your reality and your yes. security. Mm-hmm. And then you question your identity. Um, but that can drive us into a spiritual maturity. You know, Eve, that's where Satan got mm-hmm. to Eve, the first woman that was all, all powerful, all knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he tempted her into believing that she was lacking something. And, um, you know, we as, as Christian believers and some non-believers that I'm sure listening to your show, um, we, we tend to think that it's all about um, we're lacking something. We need something extra. When God has given us everything, it's whose we are, not necessarily who we are. And Satan attempted Eve into mm-hmm. believing that she was missing something. And that's when she began to doubt mm-hmm. God's plan and purpose for her life. And I feel like when we start questioning, um, you know, God, what am I missing? Or what am I lacking? And we start um, doubting our identity. It throws us and spirals us into a totally dark place. And um, we are loved for who we are and whose we are, not for what we do. And that's beautiful to understand that, because I do think that a lot of people, when adversity comes, feel like they've lost yes. their identity. And that's a, that's a vulnerable moment when people feel like, I'm no longer who right. I used to be, whether it's, you know, whatever that role was, and I've been there, and others yes. I know have been there, but boy, that it becomes, when you hit bottom like that, and you suddenly are no longer known by what mm-hmm. you do or who you're connected with or all of those things. 
then you have an opportunity to start rebuilding an identity based on who you are. In That's Jesus right. Christ. And what his purposes and, and plans are, you know, the scripture says, for my thoughts are not like mm-hmm. your thoughts. My ways are not like your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Right. And my ways are right. higher. I know I've had friends that they've been trying to have a baby for so many years and, you know, nothing in the womb. I talk about nothing in the womb, nothing on the finger, nothing in the nest, all these different seasons of nothing. Um, But after 10 years Mm -hmm. of trying to have a child, they were actually able to adopt two children that needed them even more than they needed a baby. And so God led them on Mm -hmm. this journey. And one pathway, Mark, I find might not lead to it does lead to a next pathway. You know, it might not lead where you think it's going to lead, but then it leads to another Mm -hmm. path and another path that you would not have made it on your own. Had God not have rearranged the course of your life, you may not have made it to this path that you're doing today, but it was God's path. It was God's path. And he's the one that Mm -hmm. led you. And I think sometimes the things that look like a calamity to us, is not a calamity Mm -hmm. to God. He works evil and he works it into for our good. And, um, I'm a strong believer in that. Yes, I am too. He is God the Redeemer, and He redeems everything that we give to Him. So, and I believe that hopeful. Any, go ahead. I'd like to hear what else. Hope comes in the humbling. Um, You know, Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. Himself, He made Himself small. And we don't like to think about nothing. We don't like to be think of, you know, being small. We want to be, mm-hmm. you know, go viral. That's the new thing today. You know, if we can do something to be noticed, <laughs> to become viral, you know. <laughs> and, um, right, but Jesus right. Christ, he was our greatest example. And he chose to live mm-hmm. in skin. He chose to come to this world and live in skin. But he humbled himself, Mark. And it's humbling to me that he humbled himself and became mm-hmm. man, you know, for nine months, talk about stagnant, talk about nobody talking about you or, you know, becoming viral. He was inside of a womb of a, of a woman, Mary's body for nine months in a very confined area, mm-hmm. but yet he was growing and he was preparing. And I feel like those seasons of life where we feel like we're all cocooned and nothing's happening yet God can be preparing us for the greatest moments of our life. And it might be humbling. Mm -hmm. It might be a humbling situation, but Jesus Christ himself humbled himself and became man. And he was preparing himself to do the greatest work. He had to become a servant before he could become a savior. And that is both humbling to me as as a created being to know that my creator had to humble himself and that there'll be humbling days in my life. But it it is a time of preparation. And we can reframe our hurt into Mm -hmm. a message of hope when we humble ourselves and say, okay, God, what are you preparing for me in this moment? What are you preparing for me? Mm-hmm. That's right. I, I think a phrase that, that I picked up in 2021 that really has helped me is understanding that God is in the in-between yes. as much as he is yes. anywhere else. You know, we have a tendency to see, well, God was there in the past, and I'm looking for God to do something in the future. But God is in the in-between as much as he is in yes, anything. Yes, he in is lives. definitely in the wait, and I tell the story um, about in music, you know, there's that, that pause in music, but it gives it a chance mm-hmm. for the, the music to crescendo. There's a wait and there's a pause in life. And, and we don't like the pauses. We don't like the waits. And I talk about, you know, the period um, in, in mathematics, you know, if you have a one 
followed by a comma and several zeros and then a period and then a zero zero but a dollar sign in front of that you know that makes all of the difference especially if that lands mm-hmm. in your bank account right um <laughs> but <laughs> right. the pauses That's and right. the weights um we don't like those pauses and the weights but those can be the best times in our life when we follow what god has for us mm-hmm. Amen. That's good. Well, Esther, there's so much more I'd love to talk to you about, but we're going to kind of wrap things up here. But I want you to give our listeners an opportunity to get a copy of your book. So tell everybody how to find that book. Tell everybody how to get to your website. So please feel free to share any social media information you have Thank you, you Mark. Thank you for this opportunity. They can find me at estherpanabaker.com, and that's two P two N P A N N E B A K E R. And my book is also on Amazon. They can find it on Amazon. That's great. And you got a website. You're on yes, LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn you're on Facebook. And um, estherpanabaker.com yeah. has all of the information about my book and about me. I am also speaking at different events and I would love to come speak mm-hmm. to any of your listeners, if they have a women's event or any kind of event, I've been to business mm-hmm. events and spoken to them. Um, the message that I like to talk about is what thing is stopping you? And then I like to finish off the, the conversation was what thing mm-hmm. do you have that God wants to use? A lot of times, Mark, we say, oh, that's nothing. You know, the lady in the scripture that says I have nothing but a pot of oil. She actually did have something but God used what was mm-hmm. in her hand at that mm-hmm. moment. And um, so I, w- I would love to come visit with your groups. All right. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Esther. It's a joy, really a joy to thank have you on so the podcast. We'll thank have to you. Do I enjoy sometime, your ministry. Okay. All right. Thank you. And please tell your husband, Jay, thank I you so said much. hello. Listeners, thank you today for listening to Hope Along the Journey podcast. We appreciate so much, again, your listenership. We'd love to hear from you, so drop us a note sometime at hopealongthejourney at gmail.com. We'd like to know what you think about the podcast. For those of you that listen on Apple Podcasts, would you take a moment to give us a review or a five-star rating? We would appreciate it so very, very much. As I always say and mean it from the depths of my heart, Jesus Christ is truly the hope of the world. If you look to him, he will help you find hope along the journey. God bless you. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you would like to know more about hope along the journey, or if you would like to make a donation to show your support and appreciation for this ministry, then visit our website at hopealongthejourney.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you'll join us again for more hope along the journey.